Hey friends, and thank you for tuning in to Frankly Freezy. This is an on the real series called Digital Changed the Radio Star. You can find out more about Frankly Freezy at franklyfreezy.com. Today we will be interviewing Deb. She has done everything from radio advertising to owning her own digital marketing firm now called Pinpoint Reach. Join us while we discuss radio from then till now. I can hear you. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for coming on the show today, Frankly Freezy. And uh, here on streaming live on Facebook right now, as we speak. And uh, I thought that this would be a funny little way to start the show because, you know, radio has evolved so much in the time of its conception till now. And this right here kind of shows what we're dealing with. Anyways, that's a fun little video from back in the day. Video killed the radio star. Now digital has changed the radio star. Is that right, Deb? Yeah, it did. Wasn't that the first video ever, like on MTV or something? Was it? That's an interesting little tidbit there. <laughs> I, uh, For some reason, that's sticking out of my brain. We'll check that out after. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll check that out. Um, but so, Deb, give us a little background. Like, how long have you been in radio? A long time. Um, <laughs> I started in 1993 in Southern California. I was actually, I was an advertiser, and uh, my rep said, you should sell radio, you'd be really good at it. And I went, hmm, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I ended up there and uh, left that station to start my own ad agency. And I kept that going for a number of years, and I had multiple clients. Um, and then I got into a different kind of business, which has served, uh, it served its purpose very well in that as a person that sells media airtime, being on the other side of the coin, understanding what an, uh, an advertiser goes through with return on their investment and how much money to spend and that worry and that stress of making sure somebody's walking in the door based on your advertising efforts, I was in those shoes. Um, so long story, just a little bit longer. I uh, had a flooring store in L.A. for seven years and I could feel the crunch coming. You know, the economy was, was about to collapse. And so I sold it and got back to my radio roots and moved from L.A. to Las Vegas uh, in November of 2008 and started with Beasley Broadcasting Group in 2009 and uh, ended up with CBS Radio, which is now Intercom Radio. Um, uh, it's yes, been Intercom seven years. Radio, for anybody who doesn't know, mm-hmm. is 98.5, um, like 100.5, Q100.5. <laughs> what are some of the other ones, Deb? Mix 94.1, mm-hmm. X 107.5, um, 8.40 AM KXNT, which is News Talk Station, and then 11.40 AM CBS Sports. Deb, uh, well, you know, we do have, uh, uh, we are Channel Q HD2 here too. HD2 radio stations yes. are 
new or into the um, radio world. We'll get into that a little bit later. So you okay. you were with Entercom. It was CBS Radio. One their talk radio out here is uh, pretty like expansive it it covers a lot of different news stories and it's got a good listenership uh so it does and and their numbers have spiked actually since this pandemic has happened and and, and that's typically what happens when there is some kind of crisis in the world with 9-11 as well um across the country news talk stations their numbers spike hugely because people are tuning in to find out not just by stream, but actual terrestrial radio, whether they're driving around, they they want the latest information, and that's usually from a source that they trust. Excellent. And that's uh, the CBS radio, uh, News Talk Radio, it's been around for quite some time, uh, so they've got a lot of trusted listeners out there. So back when you started in radio, what, like, how do you remember... You know, I guess what was your first year like in radio? And then let's let's after that elaborate, you know, maybe a little bit further and then let's go to radio now. So the first year in radio, can you explain a little bit to us back in 1993, you said? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I worked for a station um, in Riverside, California, which to this day has never changed their format, their call letters. They they have such a loyal audience that audience has grown up with that station. So, and their children have grown up with that station and it's very, radio is very exciting. Um, just media in general. And I've done television for a short stint. I didn't, I didn't really appreciate it. It wasn't my thing. Radio is just so interactive and fun and people are a little crazy and, you know, because you're dealing with live and local, well, not all not all media groups are focused on the live and locals. I mean, they even have robots that are introducing their songs. But the group that I um, just left are all live and local. And that's a very, very important key to radio listenership and why people still listen to the radio. I firmly believe that. So back in the day, you know, this is before digital was anything in our lives. And radio campaigns to clients, when they ran their commercials, you could literally hear phones ringing in an office or different phones ringing in their store because it's such a direct response medium. It still is. The difference now in 2020 is we hear an ad and I mean, I write a lot of commercials. We don't really put a phone number down these days, unless it's a great vanity number, like, you know, a Glenn Lerner, uh, he's a local <laughs> advertiser out here. Call for, oh, oh, Correct. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Correct. Yeah. And jingles are still an amazing way to brand a business into somebody's mm-hmm. head. So mm-hmm. they might not need that business oh, right I mean, now, but, right you know, here. if you... <laughs> Yeah. Correct. You you know that number. And singing a song, I mean, we learned our ABCs by song. So jingles have been around for a very, very long time. But now when we hear a commercial, when I'm running a spot, I usually suggest to the client to put their web address. Because what's the first thing you do when you want to look up a business? You Google oh, them. Well, you yeah, go online. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you say, of course, that's just second nature. You don't pick up the phone immediately and say, 
hey, wh- what do you have to offer? You're going to do your research. You're going to find out about them. You might go on Yelp before you head out to a restaurant. And then you might make the phone call or then you might actually walk into their doors. So radio, so sadly, back in the day for radio to now, that's one major thing that's changed. Radio, like it was almost like television back in the day, like radio was just it, when it was the first stop for radio. It was the only thing out there that it was competing with. It was it's competing with itself, radio and television. Right. I mean, people would gather around a radio and watch the radio before yeah, television and then television exactly. entered our lives. And, and sadly television is uh, just traditional television is, 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 is dying like newspapers. And it kind of breaks my heart. You know, I grew up on, like, you know, there was yeah. like the four major networks, but we consume our media differently. Television is super fragmented. I mean, we have so many ways to consume a show, uh, um, a newscast. I mean, people in the last three months, I guarantee you people have probably consumed more shows while streaming, like on Netflix or Hulu, than they went to just flipped on their, you know, local channel eight station here. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's evolved. and And the thing is too, is some of those news stations are actually evolving and now they realize their target demographic is or they could target a different demographic that is more commonly found on youtube so now they're integrating that into the broadcasts like what is it a mbc has a specific streaming youtube broadcast that they do and then they have their regular television one so it kind of you know it, it changes up the game a lot, I think. And it also helps, uh, you know, other creators out there to get recognized too, because more than anything, just like we saw with podcasting, I feel like those uh, types of outlets for anybody to use, just like, uh, you know, video, uh, it's becoming very easy for anybody to be their own kind of broadcaster, which probably could take us to the next part in this story um, where we, okay. So back in the day when you started, it was a different environment. It was just radio. It was. Then, so I guess let's fast forward to when podcasting started becoming more relevant. Uh, Let's use that as our next standpoint. How long ago was this? I don't know exactly how many years ago podcasting was introduced into our world. It, it, it hasn't been that many, that many years, but um, I know I have friends that have started their own podcast a few years ago and they're, I mean, every month they do better and better and better. It's a, it's a slower process. I mean, Adam Carolla is kind of the godfather of podcasting. He, when he parted ways with CBS after he had taken over for um, Stern, Howard Stern, they fired him. He decided to podcast his show and he's sort of a pioneer with it. And he has fought for, I mean, there was people, they would come in and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but um, it became a legal issue and he fought very hard and he's done very, very well. Uh, I know that intercom has over 2,500 podcasts that you can listen to. They call that lean in listening. So they consider like newscasts, talk radio, political radio, podcasts that you listen to that you're leaning in to listen versus 
Your traditional radio, like when you're driving in your car. <laughs> exactly. When you're, when you're just driving in your car, that's called traditional or terrestrial radio. That's when you turn your favorite radio station on in your car and you're hearing the latest music. Mm-hmm. When you radio, radio is so accessible now. I mean, it's not just in a car. You can come home and say, Alexa, play 98.5 KLUC or play Mix 94.1 and your local station will come on. The only difference is, and one thing that I truly love about consuming your radio via stream through like a radio.com app or an iHeart um, media app, so on and so forth, Spotify, is that the example that I give is my boyfriend and I will listen to the same morning radio show. It's a local Mm -hmm. show, right? Mm -hmm. I'll be upstairs getting ready for whatever my day is going to be. And he might be downstairs. Sorry, I had a little accident, but anyways, keep going. <sighs> I hope you're okay. So he'll be in the kitchen and he'll be making breakfast and we're listening to the same show at the same exact time. He's on his device. I'm on my device. Okay. And then he'll come upstairs and I'll say, Oh, what radio, what commercials did you get? And he'll say, Oh, I got delivered a, a car commercial and a Home Depot commercial. And I'll get like a sale for Dillard at a rocket mortgage. So we're both okay. listening to the same show at the same time. But because he's a male and I'm a female, he's of a certain age, I'm of a certain age. Those commercials are now super, super targeted. So so. so if anybody's just tuning in, I'm here with Deb. I worked with Deb at Entercom for the past year. And Entercom is 98.5, 94.1, 100.5. And Channel Q's X1075 here in Las Vegas. She's giving us some pointers of how the market has evolved from regular radio and now we're on to digital. So, so Deb, <laughs> like you were saying, with digital, because um, I guess that would be a good, great marking point, right? We started with regular radio and that kind of just stayed the same for a while until we got to digital marketing. Then we have now from the commercials that was only one commercial making the phones ring at businesses. now. We're getting targeted commercials based on if we're a guy or a girl on Alexa. So that's that's quite. Oh, she just went off. Um, that's quite a fascinating jump there. OK, so we've seen how the market has changed and now they've got to target more because what's the reason they they make it like this in the digital age of radio? Deb? Why do they have to like play uh, targeted stuff like that? Well, they had to basically, I mean, digital changed the face of advertising. Digital dollars have been robbing radio dollars and television dollars. Give me one second. I'm so sorry. Four seconds. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There you go. There you go. Uh, You know, we all know what Um, home quarantine uh, situation (laughs) means for everybody. But Deb's back with us. So here we go. Sorry, that was a that was a dog that was about to start scratching at the door to get out. So, um, good mom, good mom. What was the question? Forgive me. Um, so, I guess I tried. So now that you know, we had radio back in the day. We'd have one commercial play, and so many people would call a business yeah. when it play. Now we have commercials that are right. targeting different audiences, like what's the is the reasoning behind that because they're trying to keep up with google ads and things like that what's the what's the logic behind 
the this new age in radio? Well, I, I think that media in general is consistently evolving. I mean, marketing has been around uh, from the time radio became what it became. Um, and digital started really robbing the coffers of radio's revenue years and years ago. So radio, newspapers, I mean, especially newspapers, newspapers are really one of the first to jump onto the digital selling digital advertising because their medium was killed pretty quickly. Um, And so now all radio stations across the country, they offer a digital platform. Streaming is just one of the things they offer. I mean, they do email marketing campaigns, geofencing campaigns. You know, if you need a mobile ad, they can deliver it to uh, your phone, to your to your device that you're sitting from in front of on you know at your home office. There's really there's you kind of you can't escape digital. You really can. I mean, if you if you have a smartphone. You're fair game, sadly. Mm-hmm. It's just, so, it's just, it's part of the world we live in. And it's the way it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the way that it's changing now because like radio still does very well, right? Even though we're in this new digital age, now that it does kind of like molded themselves into the digital environment, radio is still longed for, correct? <laughs> Oh, I believe yes. It's it's relevant. It's still relevant. I mean, over ninety percent of Americans, even among eighteen to eighteen to thirty four year olds, listen to radio every single day. It's very unobtrusive. It's just like a little friend whispering in your ear. And what makes radio special is some media groups have gone away from it, but there are a lot of them that are still live and local. So if you want to get uh, local content from the city that you live in, if you're listening to your favorite morning show, they're talking about the new Raiders stadium that just got completed, that football's coming back. They're excited that our local Mm -hmm. casinos have just opened. And if you live in the city and you're listening to your favorite morning show or afternoon jock or midday person, they are live. They can keep up with the conversation and they give the community a voice. So if you wanted to call in and complain about the Raider Stadium and you're against it, you could do that if they mm-hmm. if they were talking about it. But radio is also, um, you know, community based. If they wanted to show up somewhere, you could actually go be with them. I think people, you know there's always been that joke about women who just love their soap operas and they tune in every single day because it's their stories and they become invested with these characters. <laughs> I have always equated that with like favorite morning shows. They, they love them. It's part of their daily routine. They, they learn from them. They laugh with them. They can interact with the conversation. It gives people a chance to, to listen and win tickets, especially here in Las Vegas. I mean, we're so entertainment centric. And of course that's put on hold right now due to quarantine, but it will be back someday. But we are the entertainment capital of the world. I mean, we, at any given moment. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But the fact that you could win tickets to go see the killers rather than have to. And and you don't have to get on a plane from California to come to Vegas. You're just down the street. Mm. That's a big part of why people will still listen. Yeah. You know, I've compared trying to get a hold of Nevada unemployment or HUA. (laughs) The same as. Sorry. um, Yeah, it's okay, (laughs) But it's the same as trying to win a radio contest. I'm like. 
on my laptop, Google, like Google Voice on my phone, two phone calls on three dial, three way. I'm like, come on, please. <laughs> but definitely, no, you know, you got the, you have loyal listeners out there when you have a radio show. And sometimes that's all people listen to. Some people listen to podcasts, some people listen to radio, but more than likely, you're going to have people pour over from radio or uh, from podcasting to radio. Like you probably have more podcasters out there that actually listen to radio because it's just, it's just something we do when we get in the car, you know, and now with digital radio, we have HD two stations. So what, what's the difference Deb, between an HD two station for those who may not know and, or an HD three for that matter, or a regular, uh, you know, FM signal. So uh, there, I wish I knew the numbers, the actual numbers. So when uh, radio, when radio, radio stations own a bunch of HD channels and, you know, you can really create your own radio station. I mean, they've, they've had those things for sale, not the station, but actually to sort of take over the station. There are some advertisers that will spend $200,000 a year and they now have their own. St- I think dollar loan center did that where they took up one uh-huh. of the, took over one of the HD stations. So I think you're right. The, yeah, they have their, and it plays in every dollar loan center. Now that HD two station. Correct. Thank you for tuning into the frankly freezy series, digital change the radio star. You can find other parts of this series on franklyfreezy.com.